Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. We're here at the Novacare Complex and the Eagles keeping it rolling, now getting ready to hit the road and head to Arizona against the Cardinals. And we've got a great, great episode for you. Hope everybody is enjoying the Eagles 2022 season. Really, how can you not be? The Eagles are 4-0, the only undefeated team, the only perfect team in the NFL. The awards keep rolling in. Hassan Reddick this week named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So for the first time since Tampa Bay way back when, the Eagles with three consecutive Defensive Players of the Week awards. Reddick before him, Brandon Graham before him, Darius Slay. Week one, Special Teams Player of the Week. Yes, Zach McPherson. The NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Yes, Jalen Hurts. Good football team here. How do they keep it going? We're going to explore that as we get into the podcast today. We'll have our first look at the Cardinals with Darren Urban, azcardinals.com, who gives a very honest assessment of where this Arizona team is. One that a year ago, many thought maybe heading for the NFC Championship game, the Super Bowl. Now, exactly what are the Cardinals? We'll also sit down with head coach Nick Sirianni, our weekly one-on-one with the Eagles head coach. But we're going to begin with the Eagles' number one draft pick, Jordan Davis. He started two games this year. He's been working into a five-man defensive tackle rotation. He's played 33% of the snaps. He's a gigantic young man, an engaging young fella, a very promising Philadelphia Eagle, and somebody who says he just couldn't be happier. I'm thrilled to be joined by Jordan Davis, little guy here, young fella, 22 years old, Jordan. Uh, The expression is living the dream. Are you living the dream? Every day. Yeah. Every day I wake up, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. So, you know, I just say, man, I'm living the dream every time I come to work. Jordan, do you miss going to class? Kind of. I mean, you seem like somebody who really has a lot of interest outside of the game of football. Like somebody who really is curious about things. Did you enjoy going to class? It depended on the class. You know, if the professor was engaging, you know, asked a lot of questions and made me think a lot. But um, if it was kind of one of those lectures and it's like, you know, drowning on and on, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. But it was a give and take at UGA. What was a good, uh, off the top of your head, what was a good class? What a class that you, like, enjoyed being in and just learning? I remember we had, like, an intro to, like, college my freshman year. And, you know, after we got done with, like, the academic stuff, we had, like, about 45 minutes to just talk about life. And that was one of the most... Fun classes that I had, you know, we're still in, like, group me. So, you know, I pop in every once in a while, like, hey, hope everybody's doing good. Obviously, I was a freshman. And they were, like, you know, seniors and newcomers and stuff. So it was people of different ages. But um, they all, you know, they're all in their, their lane right now, and I'm in my lane. But, you know, I just pop in and just check on them. Like, you be like, mental health check. How y'all doing? Oh, that's cool. Uh, but you, you, you grew up in Charlotte. So, I, I mean, was it like a... A populated part of Charlotte. Like I, I, I'm wondering. The reason I ask is, was college for you a really great chance to kind of go outside of a, a small town? If you came, but you didn't come from a small town. Like was 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 Georgia a great place for you to meet a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds and cultures and races, etc. Definitely. You know, um, coming from Charlotte, you know, it's a big city kid. 
Um, but going to Georgia, you see the small town lifestyle, um, real laid back, real cool, and just different, you know, creeds, colors, everything. Um, you got people from South Georgia, um, you know, they're just growing up in the country. And then you have people from Atlanta, you know, bigger city than Charlotte. So everybody, in, it's, it's a lot of people from New Jersey that go to uh, UGA too. So, Interesting. Yeah, so um, it was just, you know, get the chance to meet everybody and know everything. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love Georgia so much, especially in my later years, so I can, you know, branch out and, you know, network with people and get to know everybody and, you know, just have a good time with everybody else. I want to go through your bio before we talk a little football here. Um, uh, your first job, you worked at an amusement park. Carowinds. Doing what? Admissions. That okay. was the only, one of the only jobs that was indoors during the summer. Um, you know, it gets hot. You don't want to be offering rides outside and stuff like that. But I also didn't want to work retail. So uh, admissions was a good chance to just sit inside, hand out tickets, you know, scan season passes and um Lots of good stuff. It was a fun time. Okay. Uh, you, When you were a kid, you wanted to be an astronaut. Um, fascinated with space. Interesting. Definitely. Um, it's the unknown. Uh, we're learning more about it, obviously, but it's just so... It's it's scary to think about. That there's land, that there's that there's a civilization out there? That I there's did, aliens? Do you believe that there's civilized life anywhere but Earth? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're one of a kind, but just, man, just the thought of, you know, another sentient life just out there. But um, for right now, I just kind of focus on the, on the human beings. I mean, you know, until... A lot to learn about the human beings. Definitely. Uh, your bucket list is to travel to Europe. Not, never been to Europe. Never been to any, Europe. Any countries in particular that you want to hit? Um, definitely London. I'm very jealous of the people that get to go over there and play a game over there and, you know, explore. But um, one of my best friends, they plan... Uh, Green Bay, so um, he's going over there, and I know that's the experience that we we share, so um, I'll be able to live vicariously through it. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. London's great. England's a wonderful country, and, you know, I think, I feel like we played in 18 over there. I gotta believe coming up soon, the Eagles will be on that on that list. We'll, we'll find out. Um, you're, you you want to meet the president after the Eagles win the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that later. LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, are you a basketball player? Have you been in your life? I have. I, I grew up a basketball player, but um, more so now I can't, I right. can't play. Well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, you've got a big body. Like, what was your game? Fouls. I was a <laughs> foul guy. You know, I get in there. They're like, yeah, we need him to foul out. Like, just go in there. Pocket presence, you know, uh, paint presence. Uh, just go in there, be a big guy, you know, make it hard for them to drive through the paint and uh, get the rebounds when I can. I uh, don't really score points. So, What is your shooting range? You know, from I say from the foul line to anywhere in the paint. Okay, what, what were you? Were you a good free throw shooter? You had to be if you're gonna be a big guy. Okay, you know? that's true. That's true. Uh, family Guy, your favorite TV show? I mean, we all we all love Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, um, tacos, favorite food? Tacos. Interesting. I just I saw you maybe as a burger guy. Nah, tacos, man. Tacos is very good. Uh, I love it. I Great. Love it. Hey, uh, how how is I'm asking this of all the rookies. Um, describe your rookie season and what have you learned, Jordan? Mm. It's hectic. Everything about this game is hectic, but it's um, it all comes together. It all comes together, and um, slowly but surely, I'm finding my way. But it's very hectic, especially rookie season. I heard that from everybody that I talked to. You say rookie year is the longest. You coming from college, working out, training, you don't really have a break. 
your rookie season. You're just jumping in a lot of stuff, but um, it's an experience of a lifetime. And I think that's the way that I carry it and I carry it myself. It's like, man, like this is an experience of a lifetime. You know, whether I play, you know, one year or play 11 or 12, you know, it's like you just have to take it all in and enjoy where you're at and be where your feet are. Have you been able to take a breath? Because they do say that rookies – that first year, like, it just happens, as you say, so fast. Everything's so hectic. Have you been able to step back and just take a deep breath? Not yet. Not yet. But um, definitely this uh, offseason I'll be able to take a deep breath, reflect, and then just enjoy it. You know, um, I'm along for the ride right now. So um, we're soaring high right now. We have to continue that. We have to put it in the work. But um, for right now, it's just the dream come true, and I feel like I'm living that every day. Jordan, I think one of the benefits, it seems to me anyway, you tell me if I'm wrong, of you coming here is that the Eagles don't need you to go out there and play 60 snaps a game. You don't need to be the star, all the pressure on you right now. Not saying you're not a star, not saying you couldn't do that. But to come in and you're working in a rotation of five guys on the defensive tackle at the defensive tackle position, Fletch and, and Javon and Milton been there. Uh, Marlon, you know, was here last year. Like, do you think the the opportunity, the situation you came into as you kind of have some perspective now, is perfect? Yeah, I would say it's similar to Georgia. You know, we rotated a lot at Georgia. Um, you know, I had my role. Everybody has a role, and I'm just grateful that I have a role. You know, I come in, you know, I plug up the middle, do what I can. But it's not about, you know, how many reps you get, how many is what you do with those reps. So whether I play one step or 50 or 60, it's just what you do with that opportunity when you go out on the field. And that's just the mindset that we all have in the defense line. And um, I think Coach Rocker does a real good job of, like, explaining that to everybody. You said early in, in preseason and in, in training camp is all about learning technique, 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 technique. Have you gotten better at technique? Definitely. Um, daily improvements every day. And um, I think the guys see it. Um, that's really who I'm playing for is the guys. You know, um, it's not really not in that room or in this this building or the facility. Their opinions don't matter. So um, you just have to listen to those guys. And, you know, they know the way. They know what, what it looks like to be right. I mean, guys in that room run – that, uh, not national championships, but world championships. So to be able to do that with the guys and learn from them and just to have them, you know, put their arm around me, it's a real great experience. Have you been humbled yet in the game of football at the NFL level? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, a couple players, they get you, you know, a couple plays here and there, but you just have to, you know, go back at it. You know, it's uh, it, you just uh, – you what does it mean be, to get humble, though, for you? Like getting knocked on your butt or... Getting knocked on your butt, you know, getting blocked. You know, sometimes we call it getting strapped. So, you know, you're, you're getting held and you can't really do anything. So um, it's it's a, it's a humbling experience. I, I wouldn't even call it a humble experience. I just say it's, it's part of the game. And, you know, you just... That's what you work towards and not get that humble moment. And uh, I always say you have to be humble in the game of football because football will find a way to humble you if you don't. So, um I think it's great. You know, it's a learning experience. I look on film and I'm like, all right, this is what I need to do better. This is why I need to work my hands, get his hands off me. He has strong hands. Um, there's a lot of vet guys that I go against, so they have a lot of tips and trades, and they just know how to block and the position their bodies. It's just so much that they have for the experience, and I'm just a rookie coming in, but slowly trying to learn how to break through those walls. Um, why aren't you a huge ego? Like, why don't you have a huge ego? Like, I, you won the national championship. You're a top draft pick. You're, you know, you're a charismatic guy. You're smart. Why don't you come in here and be a jerk? Can't be that. I've never been a jerk. You know, uh, growing up, you always had respect for people. I always had love for people. Um, going to school, you know, 
you had times where you got bullied. You had times where you knew what it was like to be at the bottom. And I just think, you know, if you treat everybody with respect, respect will come to you. And um, everybody's been treating me with respect, so there's no reason to be disrespectful. And that's just not who I am. I like to have fun. I like to enjoy, have time, and just enjoy the moment where I'm at. So I can't be a jerk. Good for you, man. And you must have been raised, you're, 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 you were raised the right way. Definitely. What can you say about the way you were raised, Jordan, that the lessons learned as a kid that have helped you get to this point and have helped you in this environment that is so competitive, that is so intensely pressure-filled, that have helped you, you know, thrive? Through my mom. She taught me everything, what it means to work, what it means to work hard. And, uh, you know, um, just the lessons she taught me. Um, I've seen it being taught to my little brothers. They're up here now, so I get to actually see them grow up and um, be a part of their lives since I wasn't present in college every day. But um, just to be able to reflect and look back and, like, look at my little brothers growing up and show them the right way because that's what I really want to be a great example for is my little brothers and my family because that's really who I do it for. Um, They've been with me every step of the way, and it's only right for me to pay it back. Are you living with your family in Philly? Not living with. I, okay. I can't do that. I, was gonna I say, can't do yeah, that was... every day. Okay. But um, <laughs> they're 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 very close. Uh, they're in Delaware, so um, just a short drive. Well, I wouldn't call High school it short. Kids? No, they're uh, ones that just started sixth grade and one starting fourth. Wow. So, yeah. So it's um. They play ball. Trying to get them in ball. Okay. You know, they're all concerned about the you know uh, you know COVID really messed a lot of things up with the sports world, sure. but. We're trying to get them back in, but, you know, right now they're playing uh, video games all day. So. I got you. Well, just, I'm sure you were the same way. Now, now hey. you're like the old you're like the old, old big brother going, now get away from those video games. Right, right, because that's the way I started. But I picked up the f- football, and here you are. Um, Jordan, do, almost done here. Um, has your family uh, kind of shared in the experience of you being with the Philadelphia? Do they come to the games? Yeah, definitely. What's um, it like for them? It's well, I would say my little brothers come every once in a while, but my mom's at every game, so uh, it's great. Um, you know, we have a ritual where we pray before every game, and you know, just having that being really special. And it's her favorite team, so yep, yep. you know, it's only right for her to come and enjoy herself and you know, see what it's really like to be a Philadelphia Eagle. And I'm just grateful for the experience. Uh, being a rookie, um, what is it like walking in that locker room? You still have to earn your keep, right? You're Definitely. not you're, next year. You can go back. You can be the the old, you know the veteran. Um, you are a rookie, so how do you how do you kind of like earn the respect of this uh, of the of the veterans on this team every day? Bring it, bring it every day, and um, even if you're not a rookie, you still got to bring it every day. Um, but just I think this is a very well connected team, and you know I came in, they embraced me, and they embrace all the players, whether you're undrafted or a first round pick. So I think that's something special about this team, and it shows on Sundays. You know, you can feel the connection, you can feel the love, you can feel the thrive. Even when things don't go our way, we're like. Offense, we got you. Defense, we got you. So um, just to be a part of this team and to be a part of this family, you know, it's a, not just the team, it's a family that we're preaching. So to come out here and do this every week, it's, it's like you're not working. So, you know, our big paycheck is on Sundays where we're able to show our work that we put in through the week. But every day we just come in, we get connected, we get tighter, and we just get closer. Last one, how big, how intense is the rivalry between Georgia guys in the locker room and the Alabama guys in the locker room. And, I mean, how, how do you kind of, like, look at that that college football landscape right now? Right now we're uh, we're keeping it cool. We're keeping it cool. <laughs> you know, um, everybody's in their separate, you know, we're in their separate lanes. But 
I think once December start closing in and we start getting closer and closer to that, then you know the trash talk's gonna get a little get a little <laughs> louder. But uh, for right now, we're just gonna focus on the games that we have. We haven't played each other yet, so you know, um, definitely think that we'll be seeing each other soon if everything goes well. So. Uh, Georgia and Alabama once again. Jordan Davis, thank you so much for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Thank you, Best thank of you. luck Sunday in Arizona, the Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. Nick Sirianni, well, he's got his foot to the pedal still on this football team. Always looking to get 1% better. Always looking to fine-tune the details. Nobody in this building believes that the Eagles have accomplished anything. And that's the message from head coach Nick Sirianni, our weekly one-on-one. Here's a guy who really trusts his football team. 
and who believes the Eagles showed something last Sunday in that driving rain and wind and cold at Lincoln Financial Field coming back to beat Jacksonville. Welcome to week five of this 2022 Eagles season. It's time now for our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro off to Arizona this week. We'll talk about that in a moment, Coach. Uh, let's look back to Sunday real quick. Um, you spoke after the game about the team facing adversity, 14 points down, terrible weather, key players on the sidelines, and the importance of overcoming that adversity. Why was that important to you? Well, because I think that throughout a long season, you're going you're gonna to face adversity, right? Whether that's coming off of a loss, whether that's losing a losing a player or that's being down 14 nothing in a in a game whether it's the weather I mean there's there's so many adversities whether it's something in your personal life there's so many adversities that are thrown at us um, and you know then that and our message is, is dog mentality in those situations too and so you know dog mentality works and you know when you're winning right and or when you're when you're losing and, and it's just the play in the next play and have that next play mentality and I think that's the way to go about life as well Big picture here, you know, players like Trey Sermon and Zach McPherson and, and Jack Driscoll, all these players stepped up. In the big picture, how important is that for this football team? Well, again, you, you are going to go through ups and downs in the season, and there's and unfortunately there are going to be guys that, you know, that, that go down, and, and, it's the, and it's the next man up philosophy. And I know everybody says that, that, you know, next man up, next man up, but, like, we do a lot of things to get these guys ready, how he's brought the right types of guys in, that they can take a certain role and be willing to play the role that they're in and then knowing that can you know evolve as the season goes on. And that's just guys being good good men and uh, good teammates. And, and so these guys speak to that perfectly. They, they waited their turn, they got an opportunity to play and they played well. And they played well enough for us to, to win the football game in, uh, in some really adverse weather. Nick, the, the teams uh, go through a season, sometimes you don't get a real peek inside of them. The fans, feel like they've gotten a look at the Philadelphia Eagles here through four weeks, and they like the vibe. They tell me all that. They like the vibe of this team. Do you feel a vibe? And if so, how would you describe it? Well, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome that I say that. And the, the, the vibe that I feel is that this is a close team. I think, like, and that's what, at the end of the day, that's what the best teams win, right? Not the best group of individuals, the best teams win. And so to, the, for the fans to be feeling that and seeing that, that's great. You know, I feel that too um, because these guys are close, right? You know, not only are they in, their, you know, in the locker room hanging out together or on the field hanging out together, but they're also hanging out together out, outside. They, they, they're, they like each other. They like being around each other. And when you have that, you got guys that want to play for each other and that will go a little bit extra for each other because, you know, they know they're going a little extra for their brother uh, on, the, on the other side or right next to them on the field. And so, you know, that, that's what that gives off is a vibe. When you got a close team, when you connect and, and, and guys play for each other, that, that gives off a good vibe. We have seen this the last two years here, no matter the defense. I mean, Jacksonville came in on Sunday, best running defense in the league yet the Eagles run the football successfully. You stick to it, you have success. Why? Jason Kelsey, uh, Lane Johnson, Isaac, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, the guys that came off the bench, Jack Driscoll, Sue Opeta, the running backs, Coach Stoutland, Jalen creating an extra gap, that's why. Sounds pretty complete to me. <laughs> uh, Nick, this is a tough trip. Arizona, out in the desert, good team. What kind of challenge is Sunday for you? 
we're playing a team, a, a playoff team from last year that, you know, two and two right now, and we know that what they're capable of. They're, this is a good football team with good players and good coaching. And so anytime you play a good football team with good players and good coaching, you know you got to be on your A game. And then obviously being on the road as well, you know, you're going to have to handle different elements, the trip and the crowd noise. But I'm betting, I'm guessing there's going to be some green in this that stand uh, welcoming, welcoming us there. There'll be a few, of course. Last one for you. Philly is a great sports town, as you know. You've been here long enough to feel it. The Phillies back in the playoffs after a long drought. The Sixers at our home opener, Phillies supporting us. This is, this is a town where sports means so much. What's it like to be part of sports and understand how much it means to everybody, how it brings everybody together. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. And what happens is you feel that passion when you're out in the field, right, of, you know, that this town, you know, this, these teams bring people together in this, in this city. And, uh, and you definitely feel that out in the field. And I'm looking forward to rooting on the Phillies. Uh, obviously, it's going to be tough for me to watch any games, uh, you know, because we're going to be getting ready for our, for our games ourselves. But I'd definitely be looking, looking at the score and, and uh, you know, jumping in on you know with the fans here that you know hey i'm a phillies fan we're rooting for them to you know to to win and do well in the playoffs great time of the year for everybody for the eagles it's on to arizona to beat the cardinals our weekly one-on-one with head coach nick sirianni thanks for joining you've got the arizona cardinals and you've got kyler murray and so what else do you need to prepare for it's time for our first look it's time now to take our first look at Sunday's opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. And to do so, we bring in Darren Urban, his word from the birds column on azcardinals.com. Darren, thanks so much for joining. And, um, you know, the Eagles haven't won out there in 2000, since 2001. It's kind of remarkable. Uh, always a tough matchup for a lot of reasons. And I guess, you know, when you talk about the Cardinals, of course, you start with Kyler Murray. How has he played in your two and two starts without offense? Uh, you know what? He's been up and down just like this offense. I mean, this offense has <clears throat> struggled mightily in four games in a lot of ways. They have yet to score a point in the first quarter. Uh, you know, when they have been successful, Kyler has looked excellent. Um, and when they haven't been successful, it's not necessarily just because he's playing poorly. But as you know, you know, so much of this league is about the quarterback and where the blame lies and where it all starts and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I think they need to figure out a way to get off to better starts. And I think they, you know, if they can find a way to get a lead uh, or at least be in the game for uh, the early parts, then they're in their much better shape, like most teams. But um, up until last week, they were having trouble doing that. And it was, you know, playing from behind is definitely not this team's strength. So when they're not playing well offensively, like what, I mean, ideally, what is the what is the personality, if you will, of this offense? Yeah. It, when it is working well, what is this offense doing? And conversely, when it's not working, what's being shut down? That's that's the sixty-four million dollar question. I think um, you know I, when it's going well, this offense looks like uh, they they're able to run the ball a little bit, and that includes Kyler Murray at least showing that he's willing to run. And that was something that has been missing up until last week. And, and they finally, he finally got out and, and did a little things and, and wasn't particularly awesome in terms of production. But when the defense has to worry about Kyler Murray running the ball, uh, it definitely makes an impact. Um, and then being able to work in 
multiple receivers and getting some kind of of tempo going, I think also makes a, a giant difference. I mean, when they start slowly, um, you know, they get behind the sticks. It's it's like a lot of teams, but I feel like the Cardinals suffer even more uh, when they they get off to bad starts on a drive when they when they lose a yard when they get a penalty i mean the number of times that this team struggles if they get one penalty uh, it just seems to mess everything up um and i don't know if there's any parallel of why what what's going wrong when they're not playing well it just feels like everything isn't going right when things don't go right and that's the thing they they haven't been able to come out of a game into a game in that first quarter and do anything and and then you're just it, it, it's the snowball thing of, Hey, you know, we just went through another quarter where we didn't first quarter where we didn't score. What is wrong? And, and it, the narrative is starting to grow and that's part of the issue. I guess there from the outside, we would say, well, I mean, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. So that's a big deal. Is it as simple as that? Um, <laughs> I know that there are definitely fans that are praying that it's as simple as that because now there's only two more games before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I, I, I think it's just, it would be very disappointing if it's simply that they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They went out and traded for Hollywood Brown, who's played really well, actually. Um, they have Zach Ertz. Uh, they have a stable of running backs that, you know, they're not the greatest running backs, but I, I think they're a very solid group. Uh, and they've got a quarterback who is a dual threat and should be able to make an impact here and there. Now they've had some injuries at wide receiver, <clears throat> but you know, how much is Hopkins going to change things when he comes back? I mean, he's going to change things. I mean, t- teams are going to have to account for him. And then all of a sudden there's less, there's less attention play put on Hollywood Brown or put on Ertz, all that stuff. But in, in reality, Look, they're going to be better with Hopkins, but in reality, they shouldn't be as bad as they have been with who they have. And, and that's, that's what's been so maddening, especially, again, early in games. You mentioned Zach Ertz, our old friend, and obviously one of the all-time greats here. 22 catches, two touchdown receptions. How has Zach played? What have you seen from him? You know, um, he played – I thought he played solid uh, against Carolina, and he's really necessary. He was – very honest with me when I asked him after the Rams game how things went. There was a there was a potential touchdown pass in that game. Would have been a nice catch in the end zone, uh, but he couldn't quite pull it down. And he talked about how poorly he had played in that game. And there were a lot of guys offensively that didn't play great in that game. Um, you know, he came in last year after the trade, ended up playing 11 games and and tied the franchise record for catches in a season for a tight end. I mean, he's. He's going to get his share of, of the balls. He's going to probably, barring any injury, set a franchise mark for catches this year because Kyler trusts him like that. Um, and he is important, especially right now with no Hopkins. Um, you know, they've got a couple other tight ends who can block a lot, so he's playing a lot in the slot and, and using him as that kind of receiver. But um, it hasn't always been consistent this year. Uh, both from him and, and in the offense. And again, that's a, that's part of a bigger problem, but I, I think they're thrilled to have Zach Ertz here. Uh, and I'm sure, and I know you guys have already talked to him. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be an incredibly emotional game for him. Darren, the Eagles offense has shown that it can do a lot of damage, both in the past game and the run game, a very consistent, um, explosive run game has been great passing game with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Great. Uh, 
you guys have J.J. Watt. Zach Allen has had a big-time season at defensive tackle. Uh, how do you see the Cardinals matching up with what the Eagles do offensively? You know what? I, 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 they play the Chiefs. The Cardinals play the Chiefs. And, and obviously, I, I don't think you're going to have, uh, because of Patrick Mahomes, a, a more difficult matchup for defense. But the way the Eagles are playing right now, um, there's an argument to be made that maybe this could be even more difficult. Um, the defense played excellent football last week in Carolina, but the reality is, is the Carolina Panthers don't have much of an offense. And certainly nothing in the stratosphere of, of where the Eagles are playing right now. Um, you know, they've gotten better on the back end. They, they didn't make any giant cornerback additions and they, they had a key cornerback injury uh, right before the season started. So they've been kind of playing uh, catch up a little bit because of injuries. You mentioned Watt, who's played very well, uh, you know, not 2014 J.J. Watt, but, but, but he's played well. He's got a couple sacks. He said Zach Allen. Zach Allen has played his, his – he's having his best season. Um, there are still lots of questions. And because the Eagles have so many different weapons and they can attack you in so many ways and because Jalen Hurts is the, the dual threat that he is, it's, it's going to be – a really difficult matchup for this defense. And, and one of the reasons the Cardinals were able to stay in the game last week and ultimately win in Carolina, uh, even though the offense stunk in the first half again, was because the defense played its best game of the year. Now, can you do that against the Eagles? Can you hold them off if the offense stumbles a little bit? Probably not. I mean, this was a team that's based on, on having the offense probably carry the defense and get to have the defense play as, as well as it can. So if you're expecting, if you're the Cardinals, for the, the, the defense to hold off the Eagles long enough for the offense to come around, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed. So interesting. I, I, I guess when I look at the Cardinals, I don't really know what to make of this football team. <laughs> it's like they haven't really quite found themselves yes. through four games. Is that accurate? I, I think that's incredibly accurate. And, and that's, that's part of the thing that's frustrating everybody, the frustrating the coaches, the players, the fan base, is, you know, what exactly are we looking at? And the, and the problem is, in a lot of ways, is uh, last year was such a tale of two seasons where they got off to the 7-0 and start and the 10-2 and start, and everybody was like, wow, this is a really good team. And then they just fell off the table and obviously had the terrible playoff loss to the Rams. And, you know, everybody waited all offseason to wipe that taste away. And instead, it's just been one thing after another between, you know, obviously the offseason of, of Kyler and getting him a new contract and all the various things that happened there. And, and, and then they had some key injuries right before the season started. And, and now they're clearly have been way too inconsistent, especially offensively. So, no, they're, I don't think they do know who they are yet. And, I mean, this, this weekend's game is, is fascinating in a lot of ways, Dave, because, you know, this is a team that, for whatever reason, doesn't lose on the road. I mean, uh, taking away the playoff game, which you can't, but they were they were eight and one on the road last year, and they're now two and zero on the road this year. But at home, they've lost seven straight games, and and so you know, usually going into a home game here, that's like oh, and especially playing the Eagles. But I know there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans at this game, so is it going to feel like more like a road game? Does that help the Cardinals? It's 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 really a, a fascinating kind of thing to look at and and yes the cardinals are absolutely still trying to figure out who they are 
In this week's Extra Points, we've got a big event that we want to remind you about on Tuesday. That is Tuesday the 11th. This Tuesday, Lincoln Financial Field, our Eagles Women's Festival. Make sure you join us or send tickets to somebody you love. It is a great event, a chance to really get to know the Eagles, to get your favorite women on the field, literally on the field at Lincoln Financial Field, to have some fun. Some players are going to be there, and they are going to be um, <clears throat> uh, singing for the ladies, crooning, if you will, or maybe lip syncing. Anyway, it's a really wonderful day as we all enjoy this Philadelphia Eagles team. This is a day for the ladies, an early holiday gift, an early Mother's Day present. It begins at 5 o'clock on the field at Lincoln Financial Field. Gates open at 4. Tickets available at eagleswomensfestival.com. Don't miss it. It's for you, everyone. The Ladies' Day. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I want to thank everyone for joining me here on this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Kira Mahoney, Ray Doyle, the Eagles Media Relations Department, everyone who puts it together because, indeed, it does take a village every single week. I want to thank all of you for joining us each and every week here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. And if you have a moment to give us a review, oh, those five stars feel so good. Please do so. We've got a link for you in the details section of your podcast library. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Make sure you're with me on Sunday evening, shortly after the Eagles. Try to get their first win ever at State Farm Stadium. Eagles 0-4 there, going against the 2-2 Cardinals. And we'll have the instant reaction Eagles Insider Podcast for you. Hopefully with a lot of great news. Everyone have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!